Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I'm Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today, our lesson covers the last four chapters of 2 Chronicles. The last king from yesterday's lesson was Hezekiah, who was a good king, but he was not perfect. It was during his reign that Assyria was becoming a world power, and they overtook Israel, the ten northern tribes. That happened in 722 BC. They deported many Israelis to Assyria. Assyria then tried to take Jerusalem and Judah, but because the king Hezekiah prayed and Isaiah the prophet prayed, God interceded and fought the Assyrians and those who were still alive ran back home. God does fight for his people when they seek his face. So Judah is still a nation. King Hezekiah dies and his son Manasseh is now king. Another thing to keep in mind is that all of the kings of Judah were descendants of King David because of the covenant that God made with David and that eternal kingdom will ultimately be fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Now with Manasseh, according to verse 1 of chapter 33, Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king and he reigned for 55 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. It was so bad that he was like the heathens that inhabited the land before Israel was there. He rebuilt the high places of false worship. He put up altars for Baal and Asherah poles. He even put altars to false gods in the house of the Lord, the temple. He did child sacrifices through fire. He used enchantments and witchcraft and brought much evil to Judah, and this angered the Lord. Verse 10 of chapter 33 says, And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and to the people, but they would not listen. Therefore, the Lord brought the Assyrians again, and they took Manasseh as a prisoner. They put him in chains and carried him off to Babylon. Then the chronicler tells us that the king humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed and entreated of the Lord, and the Lord brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom. It was then that Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. When the king got home, he fortified the city. He also took away all the false gods and the idols throughout the house of the Lord. He repaired the altar of the Lord and then gave a peace and thanksgiving offering or sacrifices. The king then commanded Judah to serve the Lord of Israel. The rest of Manasseh's story is found in 2 Kings chapter 21 and in the writing of the seers, but we do not have that book. Manasseh died and was buried in his own house and Amon his son became king. Amon was 22 years old when he started his reign and he just reigned for two years. He did what was evil as his father had done. He, however, did not humble himself before the Lord. He just kept sinning more and more. His own servants conspired to kill him and did it in his own home. Then the people of the land slew the servants who killed the king and they made Josiah Amon's son king. He was eight when it happened, and he was king for 31 years. 
He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in the ways of David and did not turn to the right or to the left. When Josiah was about 16 years old, he began to truly seek after the God of David, his father, his ancestor. So when he was around 20 years old, he began clearing out all of the high places and the idolatry that was in the land, and he cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. He also went into the land of Israel, the northern tribes, which are now taken over by Assyria, and tore down the idols throughout all Israel, and then he returned to Jerusalem. When he was about 26 years old, he appointed some men to go and repair the house of the Lord, the temple. They hired workmen. The Levites helped in their repair, and they had money in the treasury of the temple for the work. In verse 14 of chapter 34, it says, And when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found a book of the Lord given to Moses. Well, Hilkiah gave it to Shaphan the scribe, and so Shaphan the scribe came to the king with a report of the repairs, and then he read to the king the book. When the king heard the words of the law, he ripped his clothes in lament, and then had his men go and inquire of the Lord for him. So Hilkiah and the other men went to Huldah the prophetess, Woo-hoo! the wife of Shalom, the keeper of the wardrobe. And she lived in Jerusalem in an area called the second quarter. The men inquired on behalf of the king, and she answered, God will bring evil to this place and to the inhabitants. All the curses that are written in this book will happen because they have forsaken God. As for the king of Judah who sent you, because his heart is tender and because he humbled himself before God and because he ripped his clothes a sign of mourning and because he wept before God, he will die in peace and he won't see the evil that is coming to Judah. When the king heard the word of the Lord, he then gathered the people and read all of the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. Chapter 34, verse 30. Then the king stood and made a covenant before the Lord to walk in his ways, to keep his commands and his testimonies and his statutes with all of his heart and all of his soul and to do what the book says to do. And the king had all the people to commit to it. And while he was king, they followed the Lord, the God of their fathers. King Josiah even kept the Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem. And they followed the instructions of the Lord. And we see that in the writing here. For instance, chapter 35, all of this is in chapter 35, verse 4, according to the writings of King David of Israel. Again, verse 4, according to the writing of Solomon, his son. Verse 5, according to the divisions of the families. Verse 6, according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. Verse 10, according to the king's command. Verse 12, according to the division of the families. Verse 12, as it is written in the book of Moses. Verse 13, according to the ordinances. Verse 15, according to the commandments of David. Verse 16, according to the commandment of King Josiah. 
And in verse 18 of 35, it says that this Passover was the best of all, even better than King Hezekiah's. This takes us to around 605 BC at the Battle of Carchemish by the Euphrates River. So according to my Old Testament notes, since I'm not a history buff myself, Egypt was coming up to help Assyria fight against Babylon and Persia. These are the four main world powers. By the way, just a note, Israel was never a world power. Well, in verse 20 of 2 Chronicles chapter 35, we see that the king of Egypt was Necho. He had to pass by Israel to get up to Assyria to help them for the battle. King Josiah of Judah came out to battle him while he was passing by. Necho said, leave me alone. I'm not here for you. But Josiah would not listen. They were at the valley of Megiddo. An archer shot at King Josiah and it wounded him. King Josiah was brought back to Jerusalem and he died and was buried in one of the sepulchers of his fathers. And all Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Verse 25 says that Jeremiah the prophet also lamented. And all of the singing men and the singing women, oh yeah, speak of Josiah in their lamentations to this day. The rest of Josiah's story is written in 2 Kings chapter 22 and 23. The next king was Jehoahaz, son of Josiah. He was 23 years old and he reigned for a whopping three months in Jerusalem. Necho, king of Egypt, after Assyria and Egypt lost, came back down past Jerusalem and he took Jehoahaz, the king, back to Egypt and Judah became a vassal nation to Egypt. They paid tribute money. Necho made Eliakim his brother king and he changed his name to Jehoiakim with an M at the end. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king. He reigned for 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God, chapter 36, verse 5. Just as a reminder, Babylon and Persia beat Assyria and Egypt. So King Nebuchadnezzar is coming down now to head toward Egypt. And while he was at Jerusalem, he took the king, Jehoiakim, away in chains and carried him off to Babylon. He told Judah that they no longer are to serve Egypt and be vassal to them, but now they serve him. Not only did King Nebuchadnezzar take Judah's king, but he also took men like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is called the first deportation of exile. Nebuchadnezzar also took the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his temple. More of Jehoiakim's story is found in 2 Kings chapters 23 and 24. Now Jehoiakim with an N at his name, which was Jehoiakim's son, reigned in Judah. He was only eight and only reigned for three months and ten days in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. Then at the end of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar sent his people back to Judah and brought more of the items from the house of the Lord and the second deportation of people from Judah to Babylon happened. 
King Nebuchadnezzar make Zedekiah king, which is Jehoiakim's in at the end brother over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old and he reigned for 11 years in Jerusalem. He also did evil in the sight of the Lord and would not humble himself even when Jeremiah the prophet spoke to him the words of the Lord. Zedekiah rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. According to my Old Testament notes, he joined forces with Egypt again against Babylon. Zedekiah stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against the Lord. Plus, even the chiefs of the priests and the people transgressed and followed the ways of the world and polluted the house of the Lord. The Lord God kept sending messengers, prophets, warning them because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But the people mocked the messengers of God. The people despised his words and the people misused his prophets until the anger of the Lord rose up against the people and there was no remedy anymore. Therefore, God brought the king of the Chaldeans. Chaldea was a city that was in Babylon. So God brought the king of the Chaldeans, who is also a Babylonian, King Nebuchadnezzar, and he slew the young men with sword. He had no compassion on male, female, young and old, and all of the rest of the vessels of the house of God, both big and small, and the treasuries of the house of the Lord, and of the house of the king, and of the princes. All of these he brought back to Babylon. Then he burnt the house of God, the temple, and he broke down the walls of Jerusalem, and he burnt all of the palaces. Those he did not kill, he brought back to Babylon, and this was the third exile or deportation, and it was 586 when the temple was destroyed. They stayed there until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. And this fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah the prophet that the land would be at rest for 70 years. Second Chronicles ends with the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, also in fulfillment of the prophecy of Jeremiah. King Cyrus of Persia said, All the kingdoms of the earth that the Lord God of heaven has given me, the Lord has charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Which of you are his people? May the Lord your God be with you as you go up to Jerusalem. Now, if you turn the page and go into Ezra, the next book, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, we see almost the exact wording. This is one of the reasons why some people think that Ezra also wrote 1st and 2nd Chronicles. The question is raised at the end of 2nd Chronicles, who will go? And it is answered starting with verse 5 of chapter 1, which we will read next week, unless you read ahead. Two things stand out to me in this reading. The first is there is power in reading the Old Testament. Reading the law of the Lord brought King Josiah and the people to walk in obedience to the Lord their God. 
In the New Testament, Paul the Apostle wrote in Romans 3.20 that it is through the law that we recognize and come to the knowledge of sin. Even in the Old Testament covenant, God made a way for people to come to him. That was through sacrifices at the tabernacle, which became the temple. And now the temple is destroyed. The other thing that stood out is that God kept calling his people through sending of prophets and through good kings in order to turn people's hearts to the Lord. But many would not, which brought the destruction of the temple. But thankfully, God does not dwell in a temple made by hands. He has always been God, the creator of heaven and earth. This God picked Jerusalem and Judah to be the place where his name dwells because he plans on sending his one and only son, Jesus, to come to Jerusalem. And the writer of Hebrews in the New Testament, which is the new covenant, says in chapter 9, In my Bible, chapter 9 is entitled, The New Agreement. And starting with verse 11, it says, But Christ, being a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, in other words, not of this building, for neither the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats sprinkled the unclean can sanctify the flesh, how much more does the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself once for all without spot to God, purges our conscience from dead works to serve the living God, And because of this, Jesus is our mediator of the New Testament, that by his death, and he now appears in the presence of God for us. In the New Testament, Jesus was our sacrifice, and we believe in him. That's it. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 say, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. God is still trying to get people's attention. He is still trying to draw all people to himself. The question is, are we listening? So today, ladies, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as so many of the kings of Judah and the people of Judah. Instead, let's be women who have tender hearts like King Josiah and let us hear and obey. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.